I want to look for houses, but my realtor says that I need to talk to a lender about my financing. My realtor says that I will need to have a pre-qualification letter. What's that? How long does it take to get pre-approved for a loan? Which loan package is the best for me? Are interest rates different if I get a government loan versus a conventional loan? What's mortgage insurance? Are there any other costs involved with a loan besides my down payment? I need help. Who can help me? Fortunately, we are going to answer these questions and more on today's podcast. I'm Eric Hutchinson, and I'm the principal broker and owner of Hutchinson Realty. Welcome to episode 14 of Real Estate Talk for Northwest Arkansas. I have two of my real estate colleagues with me, and I have a special guest today that will answer all of our questions about mortgage loans. So welcome, friends. Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves and let the listeners know who we are? Hey guys, I'm Cole Eady. I'm a realtor here with Hutchinson Realty. I've almost been a realtor for almost a year now, and I, me and my wife have lived in Northwest Arkansas for almost five years. Hey, Cole. Hi, my name is Sandy Wellesley. I'm an executive broker here at Hutchinson Realty, and I have lived in Northwest Arkansas for 23 years now. Hi, Sandy. And our guest? Hi, I'm Sherry Sherrill with New American Funding. I've been a mortgage lender since 1993, so... 30 years as of March, lived here in Bella Vista for 17 years. So I'm very excited to be a part of this call. Well, we're excited to have you, Sherry. Thank you so much for being our guest. And I'm really excited to hear about some of the information that you've got for us today. And we're going to try to throw you some curveballs and uh, ask you some questions. But these are questions that buyers really have. So we know some of the answers, but we're going to ask you anyway, just because buyers and sellers that are listening, sometimes they go a decade, 20 years or something like that before they buy their next home, or sometimes it's a first time home buyer. And so this is really information. I'm really excited about having you. But before we get to our topic of mortgage loans, we're going to do what I call the weather report. It's a little bit of a joke because it's not really weather, uh, but it's real estate weather. And so I'm going to let Cole tell us how many houses are for sale. Cole, I'll give it over to you, buddy. Thank you so much, Eric. Okay, guys, as of today, June 20th, 2023, 2023, there are currently 1,529 homes for sale in Benton and Washington counties, which is a slight increase from last week when we had 1,502 homes for sale. However, today, I'm only going to go over the six largest towns. Our inventories in the six largest in the six largest towns have increased by 33 homes to 955, which is awesome. We are going to look at how many homes are for sale right now in Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville, Centerton, and Bella Vista, and we're going to start in Fayetteville. So Fayetteville currently has 203 homes for sale, 70 are new, and 133 are resale. The median list price is $475,000, and the price per square foot is $209. Next, we will do Springdale. Springdale currently has 100, 124 homes for sale. 40 are new and 84 are resale. The median list price is 451000 and the price per square foot is $195. Next, we will do Rogers. Rogers currently has 161 homes for sale, 27 are new, and 134 are resale. The median list price is 539000 and the price per square foot is $214. Next, we will do Bentonville. 
Bentonville currently has 178 homes for sale, 72 are new, and 106 are resale. The median list price is $544,000, and the price per square foot is $215. Next, we will do Centerton. Centerton currently has 105 homes for sale. 83 of those are new, and 22 are resale. The median list price is $449,000, and the price per square foot is $202. And next, we will do Bella Vista. Bella Vista currently has 184 homes for sale. 93 are new, and 91 are resale. The median list price is $416,000, and the price per square foot is $200. And with that, all towns combined, there are currently 955 homes for sale, 385 are new, and 570 are resale. The median list price is $475,000, and the price per square foot is $205. Thank you so much, Cole. Well, it's nice to hear that our weather is starting to get a little bit nicer for inventory. People are looking for houses. We've seen such low inventories, and so it's really... Uh, Good to see some of those inventories increase, even if it's only by 33 houses overall. But that's still good that we're, we're seeing that. So, Sandy, we call Cole the uh, weatherman. We need to have some kind of a nickname for you as well. I don't know if, if we, we want to call interest rate sports or not. but uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll think on that for a little bit. Well, why don't you tell us, uh, I, and I know that you get this on the internet, but tell us kind of what maybe some local interest rates might be for a buyer looking for a house. Okay, and just so everybody knows, this is um, rates as of this morning from a local lender. Um, there are different um, things that are going to affect that rate, your credit score, the amount of the loan, et cetera. But what the rates that I'm giving you are based on a 740 credit score for conventional, 680 for FHA, and 700 for VA loans. Um, a conventional loan, 30-year fixed, is available at 7.25%. Conventional, 15-year fixed, at 6.5%. And an FHA and VA 30-year fixed are both available at 6.75%. So there we are for the day, but I think we have guests here today that are going to talk a little bit more about We that. sure do. And again, welcome, Sherry. So glad to have you. We're going to be talking about mortgage loans, which you are the specialist and we're the specialist in real estate, but we brought you in to talk about mortgage loans. And I'm really excited, but we've had a bank on our podcast before, but there's a little bit different uh, a difference between a banking institution that has a checking account and a savings account and, you know, those kind of uh, services than a mortgage lender that really only deals with mortgage loans. So I'm really interested to hear your definition of a what the difference is between a banking institution and your institution. So why don't you explain a little bit about what you do and your business? Sure, Eric. Those are great questions. And we get asked quite often, what is the difference? And you are correct. This is all we specialize in, our mortgages. So a lot of banks will have different restrictions that they have that are called overlays, which means that that's specific to that particular bank. And so it may not be a guideline that's standard in the industry, but that particular bank has that requirement if you want to do a loan through them. So what we do and we pride ourselves on is really uh, re outreach to what we call the underserved. 
that there's a segment of people out there that really don't get approved because of those overlays, those other requirements. Whereas that's what we specialize in is trying to find them a down payment that they may need assistance with. Uh, maybe they have a low credit score. They need some direction on how to improve their situation with the credit. Um, they may be self-employed and the uh, income tax returns are not reflective of really what income that they need to in order to purchase. So. Yeah. Tell me what other questions. Well, we've got lots of questions, but I really think it's interesting. I And I hate making these kind of comparisons because some people make comparisons that aren't accurate. But in real estate, you know, I always tell people we're not a we're not a car dealership and we can sell houses that aren't on our lot. Uh, many people, you know, they go to buy a car and they look at the Honda dealership and there's only Hondas and they go over to the Ford dealership, whatever. But in real estate, that's not the way we function. We we sell anything that's listed for sale, and we can I can show property in Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville, anywhere I can actually anywhere in Arkansas. And I find it interesting that your company is very similar in the fact that you don't you you're not confined to one set of products. You can actually go out and look at different products, maybe offered by other institutions or other organizations. So I, th I really love that about your business that you're in because most banks that we work with, they have their own products that only they can offer. Isn't th is that accurate? No, that's 100% accurate. They are audited in a, a different way than what we are. So their requirements are often much stricter. And it has to do with auditing and uh, things of that nature. So where we differ is we can offer all types of loans, including government. And you'll find in a lot of banks, they're not even able to offer you a government option. Wow. They strictly do a conventional loan. And so when we've heard, well, I can't get a, a mortgage, and I'll ask, who are you asking for the mortgage? And then they tell me, and then I say, well, that's because they don't offer a VA loan. They don't offer an FHA option. They don't offer a rural development loan. So obviously I'm very passionate about the other products, making sure that everyone gets the opportunity to own a home. And so that's where you'll find that we do differ. Yeah, I love that. So being, uh, we are what we call a mortgage banker. So that means that we retain our mortgages and that separates us and differs us from a lot of either, even other local mortgage companies. The majority of them do sell off their mortgages right after it closes at New American. We're going to actually keep that mortgage. So um, we have some advantages with offering them a five-year refinance um, free of charge we don't charge a lender fee we don't charge a new appraisal fee if uh, that's all in writing so if people are hesitant right now thinking well I'm going to wait because I think the interest rates are going to drop you know um, you can avoid that by coming through us allow us to do your mortgage right now and then they'll have a five-year written guarantee that says we're not going to charge them again for the lender and the appraisal. Now they'll have some third-party charges, title company, but 
the majority of it is going to all be taken care of from us. That's amazing. What a great guarantee, because I know that they don't get that if they go through a, a regular bank or, or lender. So that's really, and I also love the fact that you retain, and I don't know what percentage it is, but it sounds like you retain the majority of your loans there at your institution, which most mortgage brokers end up selling it. And then sometimes that can change things for the, the person that uh, has the loan. It really complicates it for the client. It really does because one day they're making payments to a certain company. Then the next time they get a notice that they've been sold and now they're confused about what has happened with their payment maybe they can't legally change interest rates so there's never a concern that they're gonna uh you know sign up and then have the terms changed but having to make adjustments for your auto drafts and things of that nature is inconvenient for sure absolutely so uh my question is for you guys today what's the process like for a buyer who is just starting to look for homes so the first thing that I typically will talk to them about is what's their goal here? You know, what what is it that would they want to accomplish? Most people have done some research online and they're real hesitant to have their credit pulled. So we offer a solution to that called a soft pull, which won't impact them on their credit score and it allows us to review at least two of the three credit bureaus to know whether or not that they are indeed qualified to move forward. If they, um, a lot of times I'll ask, just go online. I can text them my app. I can email it, whichever is convenient to them. And then that information will come to me and allow me to look at their income, to look at their assets, to look at the things that I need to make sure that they fit that particular program. But I, um, again, don't push because I think that everybody is ready when they're ready and that, you know, they're not, um, if they're not ready, they're not ready. But I always tell them, even if you're not ready right now, let's talk and get you in a position to where you, when you are ready, you're good to go. And that's really what I think we specialize in is we're going to take a look at them where they're at. That's what I tell them. I'm going to look where you're at, where you want to be, and let's figure out if that's on the same, in the same arena. <laughs> so do you make a distinction between pre-qualification and pre-approval? Totally. Okay. And um, what frustrates me is when I see the online lenders doing a pre-qualification which is not the same as being pre-approved. A pre-qualification typically means that they've input some information. The buyer has, the borrower. Well, of course, sometimes they do that inaccurately. Right. <laughs> they might put too much income or you'll find uh, some of them put too little that they're putting their net income in the application when in fact they gross way more than what they put as the net. So so let's take an online lender in most cases that's just reviewing what they quickly input. Then that's when the online people typically or local either way will say, oh, well, based on what you input, this is what you can get. And that's called a prequalification. That's not a very good way to move forward. 
a pre-approval means, no, we've actually reviewed those documents. We've asked for the pay stubs. We've looked at their W-2s. We know their bank statements and whether there's going to be an issue. Maybe they've had uh, non-sufficient funds in an account, and we know that that might hurt the decision. So that's where we will coach them and say, okay, here's where you're at. Here's where you need to be, and let's talk about how to get there. Yeah. So what I would want to ask you from the real estate standpoint is a lot of times we get buyers that call us on the weekend. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, we're here from California. We're here from the East Coast. We'd like to look at these houses. And then inevitably we find them a house and they're like, wow, we want to make an offer on this property, but we need to get a loan. And it's a Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And so they don't have time or don't want to take the time to get pre-approved, do you do a pre-qualification based on their, based on information that they give you verbally and then move them into a pre-qualification? Or do you just say, no, we really need to get some hard evidence here about some of this stuff? Or how, how do you usually handle that? So we work 24-7 like you. Um, some banks shut down Monday through Friday, but we're in this with you. So if they contact us on the weekend, typically you'll know with experience, which buyer that you have, you'll know that you have one that has strong credit, money in the bank, conventional loan, easy to make a decision that way. Um, So but yes, I would still require that they fill out an application, because that to me is the professional thing to do, because I'm tying up a seller's home. Right. And then I, I feel a sense of responsibility to all parties to make sure that if we say here's a pre-approval letter, that we know they're going to be approved. Now, if, if they, if they're, what concerns me is if it is on a weekend and there are some other issues, I'm going to work really hard on behalf of all parties right. to make sure that those issues are not going to prevent them from closing. Yeah. So it, it really would depend on the specific buyer. Well, and I think most buyers would be willing to probably fill out an application on a Saturday, even online or do whatever, but that information is only as good as the information can be proven. And so you wouldn't be able to prove anything on a Saturday necessarily, or the buyer just says, hey, here's my stuff, and maybe they fill out the application. Would you still issue a pre Qual letter or a pre-approved? I mean, how would you do that if a buyer gave you information, but you haven't verified it yet? Believe it or not, our pre-approval letters will state about five stages. Okay. (laughs) So I could break it down to which stage that they were in. The issue that I have is if the listing agent sees the letter and sees, oh, well, they haven't even reviewed anything. Right. That's a red flag as a listing agent. I would think. So So what would you recommend then? What I would recommend is 99% of the time I have no issue with send me a copy of your most recent pay stub. Boom. Okay. There's my income verified. You know, do I need two years of everything, two years? No, I don't. Not on a weekend. So I'm going to make it real convenient for all parties, myself included. Right. That, you know, I just want enough general information that I feel like after reviewing it, again, that they're truly going to get a full approval. 
Yes. But if, you know, there's sometimes red flags if they're pushy on a weekend. Yeah. Well, let me just, for all buyers that are listening to this podcast, let me just recommend that if you know you're going to be looking at property and you're going to another area, especially this area, and you think, oh, I'm thinking about moving here, but I may want to look at some property, go ahead and jump ahead of the game and call Sherry or someone and get pre-approved and that way, if you do, because I'm assuming that you don't make a charge for a pre-approval. No. So so no you, you can get pre-approved. You can go ahead and jump ahead. That way, if you do find something, you've got a letter, and a letter from you sounds very strong because you've gone through a pre-approval process. And then that way, the seller and the other agent's going to say, oh, they're pre-approved. They've already given this information. And so I like that. That's really good. And I think it helps us as realtors also to say, you know what? You're coming here. You want me to show you houses and you want me to spend my, t- my time, my money, my gas to do that. Uh, you can, you can spend 30 minutes, um, you know, putting together some information for your application and get pre-approved if you feel like that's the way you're moving. So yeah. it's like pulling up to a car lot and asking to drive off with the car. Right. <laughs> that's you a good, know, good illustration. I mean, yeah. That's basically the same difference for me right. is, yeah. you know, why would I let you drive off the lot? Yeah. Yeah, Let's that's make good. sure that you're capable of yeah. affording right. it. Exactly. So how do you go about determining what is the best loan package for that buyer? So there are income requirements. There are uh, years of experience. Um, maybe they have to, if they're on a commission type of job, um, and then we're going to look at, of course, the credit score will determine a lot of times which loan that we are going to recommend for them. Okay. So um, those are the three major things that we would look at. Assets would be the fourth. You know, do they have the down payment available or are they going to need some type of an assistance with it? Right. Okay. So Thanks. I like that. I like that because, you know, kind of like a, if we're going to use our car analogy, when you go there and if you're a first time car owner, maybe you're a, like my daughter is 19 and she doesn't have a lot of income. She has a little bit, but not Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, she works a little bit, you know, but she's going to college. She's Mm -hmm. doing different things. So guess what she needs? She needs an economical car. She has a Honda Civic and it gets pretty good gas mileage and she didn't, she couldn't afford a new Honda Civic. So she got an older version, 2013 model, but it still gets really good gas and it's perfect for her. It's wonderful. But you know what? When she gets out of college and she gets a really good paying job, she may want to upgrade that Honda Civic to something else. But you know, it's neat that you're looking at where the buyer is, what's the best package for them. If they're a veteran, they may want to go VA. Here's your option here. Or maybe they're not a veteran. Maybe they're a firefighter or a doctor or whatever, and they have different qualifications. So anyway, it's neat that you look, we'll just say, hey, there's one loan and it fits everybody. We've got a loan that specifically fits you. And think, I think, Cole, you've got a question in that regards. Yes, sir. Thank you, Eric. So do you guys have any especially loan packages for people that may be in specific work, uh, field like like uh, doctors, teachers, police, or firefighters? We do. We have grants available for uh, a lot of teachers, first responders, and um, doctors. We do have special programs available for them. 
that go up to $3 million on a doctor loan with the uh, lower down payment requirement. So um, again, that's all, this is, this is what we do. <laughs> we do mortgages. So we're going to take that client. We're going to look at them. We're going to uh, review, analyze, and then come up with, okay, this is what we recommend for you. And this is why. So did I hear you correctly to say that there are grants available for particular people that may be in a certain field, like a firefighter or, you know, someone like that? You can actually get grants that might help them. Does it help them with their down payment or their closing costs or both? Or how's that work? So some of that is uh, no repayment, obviously, because it's a grant. And so it uh, some are income based. So they have a cap on what type of income that they can have. And some have no requirement on the income. They're just because they're in that line of work, there's a grant available to them. So what we do, again, is we work as a team on uh, in our company. So I hand those over to a department that actually researches all that for me. Wow. And they go through it and they find out if they're up uh, in the state of Arkansas. Then they say, okay, well, you know, there's an $8,000 grant out here for a teacher, for instance, Wow. that, again, may not have any income requirements. So, Right. That's, that's, that's incredible. That's awesome. awesome. So uh, I've got a question, and I don't want to spend, because I know we could spend an hour probably talking about some of these packages, but I've heard you talk about a thing called a reverse mortgage. Mm -hmm. And... I, I don't think that the average person even knows what that means. And so I'm going to let you describe that a little bit and who might actually need a reverse mortgage. Because, you know, maybe your first-time homebuyer obviously wouldn't uh, right. want or qualify for a reverse mortgage. So, so answer, first of all, what is a reverse mortgage and who might be a person that that would service? So there is an age requirement with a reverse mortgage that you have to be a minimum of age 62 in most cases. Then the key word is reverse. So in other, in other words, instead of having forward payments, you're actually reversing the payment. So you're not, you don't get a monthly mortgage anymore. You can have a line of credit basically against your house as well and be able to draw a monthly income off the house. So uh, you have to start again at age 62. It's kind of based on what your age is as to how much of a line of credit that you would have against the house. But for people who are relocating here, maybe they have a house that they've sold in Kansas and they want to bring those assets down here and buy, but they also don't want to be cash poor by putting the entire amount down then as long as they're putting usually 47 to 50 percent down then the rest of it we could set up with the reverse um, type of mortgage and then that way they'll literally never have a house payment uh, they can't outlive the mortgage the fear with a lot of elderly is that we're going to take the house from them but their heirs actually have up to six months and when and if they pass away that the heirs can decide what they want to do to resell the home do they want to keep the payments what do they want to do with the house so there's no way that we're taking houses out from them 
and um, a few years ago they got a bad rap for um, basically loaning too much money against the house and then they were having problems with them maintaining their taxes and their insurance and so that's why they lowered the amount down to uh, between 47 to 65 percent somewhere in there on being able to access what the equity is so now i've heard and i just want to make sure i'm i'm understanding it correctly so let's say that my dad and mom that they don't have a mortgage on their house they own Mm -hmm. their house outright and but they don't have they're very cash poor and they want to do some traveling they you know they're 80 my dad's 83 and he's like hey i can still walk talk and i breathe pretty good and he's i've always wanted to go to europe but i really can't afford to do that so could they do a reverse mortgage on their property? Absolutely. So they could the do a reverse candidates. So they could it. do a reverse mortgage and actually get some money on their house and then not have a payment on their house, but use some of that money to maybe spend their last years doing some things that they've always wanted to do. Which is what I'm passionate about because you know what? Life is too short, you know? So if they're able to go in and use, it's like a line of credit basically against their house as how it works Mm -hmm. that, um, that they can open up, you know, a a small amount, but, um, it does tier if you will, depending on their age on how much that is open to them. Right. And, um, but they would have a line of credit against the house that they would never have to make a payment towards it. So that's where the reverse thing comes in because I can go get a second mortgage on my house or get a house and get some money. But guess what? I'm going to have to start doing. I'm going to start making payments, which is really interesting. Now, let's just say that my parents do that Mm -hmm. and then they pass away and I inherit the house. I can still, I could sell the house and pay off. It's still a loan. Absolutely. So I could still pay that off and and maybe have some left over or whatever. But so it's kind of, I mean, especially in a seller's market where property values are high, sometimes that's a, a good option. Oh, it's a big option that um, allows, you know, your parents or whoever to have the freedom, you know, but to your point, they could go and get a home equity loan through a local bank, credit union, whatever, but they would have payments. That's and right. And so um, this gives them that opportunity to have cash available, but not have to feel the stress of now I have to pay it back. Yes. <laughs> right. And, I, you know, so and then the family making that decision. So they're required to go through some counseling. Uh, there's counseling classes that are um, may that are required so that they make sure we haven't pushed them into anything. And I think that's really wise mm-hmm. that yeah. they they've you know typically I encourage the kids that if there are errors that they get on those calls too and listen in and make sure that everybody has a full understanding of what they're signing up for. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for explaining that. I know that we're just skimming the top and that there's a whole lot more to this process, whether it's reverse mortgage or whether you're a first-time homebuyer or you're someone who wants a grant. There's a lot of things. So I want to open it up. Was there any other questions that 
you guys had for yeah go ahead cole not just a not really a question i just want first thank you guys for coming on our podcast today i just wanted to say how much i just appreciate y'all's passion for what you do because i feel like people in life that are successful not only is communication a big thing but you have to be passionate for what you do and i can tell both you guys are very passionate i just want to thank you for that I appreciate that very much. Um, get asked, are you still doing this after 30 years? <laughs> and I, I, I honestly stay because I know I help people. Mm-hmm. And this is a mission field, you know, that I'm helping them with credit repair. Maybe they've gone through a tragedy or maybe they've gone through a divorce or whatever. And, you know, they, they need some direction. They, and, um, they can only get so much online. Right. Like you can Google this stuff all you want, but to be able to talk to someone, I do really truly get asked on a daily basis. Do you have a podcast? Can I listen to you elsewhere? Um, and you know, it's important to me. Yes. Well, thank you for answering all of our questions. How can, if, a buyer or a seller, either one, because seller may want a reverse mortgage, or but if someone is listening to this and they say, wow, I'd like to know more about that product, or I would like more, how can they reach out to you, Sherry, if they have questions about any of this stuff? How can they reach out to you? How can they contact you? If you could give out some of your information, that'd be great. Of course. Most of the time, I'm available on my phone. I'm like the rest of you. I run in and out of life (laughs) so my cell is my best friend and that's 479-381-7474 you can text me i understand that conversation you can call me if you prefer Uh, my email address is my name sherry s-h-e-r-r-y dot cheryl s-h-e-r-r-e-l-l at naf NAF for New American Funding, Inc.com. Great, Sherry. Thanks again for coming on to our podcast. Hey, if you are listening today and you think that it's time to start looking for a home, or maybe you're a seller and you think it's time to start selling your home, we have 23 experienced agents ready to help you with your next real estate transaction. You can always reach out to us at info at or you can go to our website at hutchrealty.com where you can view every active listing in Northwest Arkansas, or you can get a free automated home evaluation if you're a seller. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a positive review and come back next week when we continue talking about Northwest Arkansas real estate. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.